this is Nikta from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 26th of December. In what seems like a gag order, the Elementary Education Department of Assam has issued an order that prohibits teachers and other employees from taking part in political activities. The Telegraph reported that the Education Department has taken note of its employees indulging in political commentary on social media platforms such as Facebook, WhatsApp and Twitter. It cited that these activities violate the Assam Service Discipline and Appeal Rules of 1964. The notification, which was released on Tuesday, says that the employees who defied the order will be facing disciplinary action. It also added that a special cell has been formed by the department to monitor such prohibited activities. Ironically, this order comes just a few days after Cabinet Minister Himanta Biswa Sarma asserted that the government has no issues with people who express their views on social media. Responding to the notification, the president of All Assam Students' Union said that the government will not be able to stop them through these repressive measures. Assam has been the epicentre of heated anti-CAA protests since the Citizenship Amendment Bill was passed in the parliament. Five people have lost their lives in the state during the protests. Meanwhile, on Wednesday, Assamese activist Akhil Gogoi's house in Guwahati was raided by the National Investigation Agency. Gogoi was arrested earlier this month under the controversial Unlawful Activities Prevention Act. According to the NIA, Gogoi used the anti-CAA demonstrations to aid Maoists in establishing their base. During the raid, NIA seized Akhil Gogoi's old laptop, several documents and RTIs filed by him. His wife, Karabi Gogoi, reported that NIA also took a diary that Gogoi had maintained in jail during his previous arrest. She said the officials refused to let her keep a copy of the book. Many members of the civil society have accused the government of unfairly arresting Akhil Gogoi. There have been protests in Assam and Delhi demanding his immediate release. A 30-year-old businessman from Firozabad in Uttar Pradesh died at Ames in Delhi today, taking the death toll in the protests against the Citizenship Act to 18 in Uttar Pradesh. With this, the overall death toll in the anti-citizenship law protests in India rose to 25. Earlier, the police had claimed that they had not fired even a single bullet at the protesters. Later, figures confirmed by some officials showed that at least 14 people who died during the protests in parts of the state had succumbed to firearm injuries. On Tuesday, however, an officer admitted that he shot a protester, 20-year-old Muhammad Suleiman, in self-defence during the protests in Bijnor district. Our reporters Basant and Ayush, who are currently in Bijnor, discovered inconsistencies in the police's story. In fact, they kept changing it since the day Suleiman died and actually tried to paint the citizenship law protests with a communal colour. The victim's family, however, say that they are not aware of any communal angle. And what is even stranger is that the police are unable to produce the FIR. Do read a detailed report of the case by Ayush and Basant on newslaundry.com. Now listeners, those of you who are hearing this podcast for the first time, News Laundry is a 100% ad-free news platform. We have zero ads, literally, not even on our YouTube channel. So this is an appeal to all of you who want to support reporters like Ayush and Basant who get you reports straight from the ground to please subscribe to us. Go to www.newslaundry.com slash subscription and click on the red subscribe button on the top right corner of the website. A monthly subscription costs as low as 300 bucks. So go on and do the honours. Be a proud member of a community that believes in keeping news independent. 
While speaking at a foundation-laying ceremony in Delhi today, Home Minister Amit Shah lashed out at the opposition for the protests against the Citizenship Amendment Act. He said it was time to punish the Tukre Tukre gang under the leadership of the Congress that was responsible for disrupting the peace in Delhi. Referring to the upcoming assembly elections, he said that the people of Delhi would punish them. Shah said that when the CAA was discussed in the parliament, no one was willing to say anything. But then they started misleading people. Talking of Delhi Assembly elections, Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal released a document that lists his government's achievements. Presented as a report card, the document was launched at the party headquarters in the presence of five cabinet ministers. The report card document is said to be distributed among 3.5 million households in Delhi during AAP's door-to-door campaign. According to the report card, the Delhi government increased the education budget to 15,600 crore rupees, ensured 24 hours power supply and expanded the piped water network, among other things. It also mentions Delhi government's delivery of election promises in areas of public health and infrastructure. Speaking at the launch, Arvind Kejriwal said, and I quote, The people of Delhi gave us a big responsibility. We had a huge mandate after winning 67 out of 70 seats. I am happy to say that we have done them proud. Unquote. In response to the report card, BJP said that they will release a document named Charge Sheet to expose AAP's false claims on development. While Muslims in the Northeast and North India are fearing state persecution based on their religious identity, thousands of Dalits in Tamil Nadu are preparing to accept Islam. The News Minute reports that close to 3,000 Dalits belonging to Tamil Puligal Party will convert to Islam from 5th January onwards. The decision comes in response to an incident in which 17 people were killed on 2nd of December. A man named Shivasubramanian had constructed an unsafe wall to allegedly separate his house from those of Dalits who lived close by. The wall was not supported by pillars and it collapsed during heavy rains. Three houses came under the wall due to which 17 people lost their lives. Shivasubramanian was soon granted bail. At the same time, Nagai Thiruvalluvan, who belongs to Tamil Puligal Party, was imprisoned after he protested against the incident. Talking about their resolve to go ahead with the conversion, the General Secretary of Tamil Puligal Party said, and I quote, Our lives have no value in this religion, and if they do not want Dalits, we don't need them. Unquote. Iran authorities have restricted mobile internet access in several provinces a day before new protests were expected to begin after calls for demonstrations on social media. Social media posts, along with some relatives of people killed in the unrest last month, have called for renewed protests and for ceremonies to commemorate the dead to be held on Thursday. Amnesty International says that at least 304 people were killed and thousands arrested during the days-long crackdown by security forces. Reuters news agency put the death toll at about 1,500 based on information from unnamed Interior Ministry officials. Protests broke out in cities and towns across Iran on 15th November after the government announced that the price of petrol would rise by 50% to 15,000 riyals a litre and that drivers would be allowed to buy only 60 litres of petrol each month before the price went up to 30,000 riyals. Iran has blamed thugs linked to exiles and foreign foes, the United States, Israel and Saudi Arabia for stirring up the unrest through social media. During the protests, hundreds of banks and public buildings were attacked and damaged. Sounds all too familiar, isn't it? 
We at News Laundry want to bring you details of ownership patterns in big news houses so you know where your news is coming from. To help us dig deep into the business of news in India, we need your support. Contribute to News Laundry Sena's Who Owns Your Media project. Go to www.newslaundry.com/sena and find the Who Owns Your Media project. Select your News Laundry Sena membership level and then click on add and then proceed to payment. If you face any issues while paying on the website, you can also send us money via PayPal at paypal.me/newslaundry. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the news laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.